Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 195, and welcome back to the front porch. Thank you all for being patient while I had a little break. Uh, actually, it wasn't really a break. Uh, I spoke, let's see, uh, 11 times in the last 10, over the last 10 days. Uh, and I took a couple of days just to breathe a little bit. So it was really, really great. I had an amazing time. Uh, I've been speaking at this camp called Hume Lake um, for about, I think it's like 11 or 12 years. So I've been speaking there a long time. And then I got an opportunity to teach for uh, a local church here. Uh, they had another camp. So I literally got back from Hume Lake uh, and then left the next day to go speak at the other camp. Um, had a really, really awesome time. It was, it was, it's so beautiful up there and, and really to be able to go speak. This, here's what was really interesting. Going and speaking for students, like for most of these students, this is the first time they've, they've gotten together in like a large group, you know, kind of setting. Uh, since the pandemic hit. So it was really interesting to watch them, to listen, to learn to what they're going through and how they reacted. Um, But it was like two of probably my favorite camps that I've done uh, in a long time. It was really interesting. Kids were hungry. They were just hungry to hear God's word. They responded. I mean, watching them worship was amazing. It was really, really awesome, awesome time to be with them. And then just to be with their leaders and pastors and listen what's there going on. I mean, I feel like I learned a ton, um, but just realizing like, man, this was so hard on so many people. And then how do you do that well moving forward and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, it was really amazing. But thank you for those of you who hung in there. I know some of you like you're regular, I, regular listeners. And it's so cool for me. Like, I heard a couple uh, people over this little break going, hey, when are we coming back? Like, what's going on? Like, this is a part of my weekly routine. So really love that. So thank you so much for those of you who continue to listen. And uh, thank you for those of you who continue to give on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Front Porch Confessional. Uh, Thank you so much for those of you who continue to donate. Another way that you can help support this podcast, this is really cool, is the devotional, the Front Porch devotional, and it is now available on Amazon. I'm so happy about that. Now available on Amazon, type in Front Porch Confessional on Amazon, or sorry, Front Porch Devotional on Amazon, and you can get your copy for 10 bucks. Thank you so much. Really love that support. More of that will be coming in the future. I'm doing some work on that, so uh, more of that will come. But thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for supporting the devotional. It's really, really cool. Excited about this passage. Really, really excited about this passage. Romans six twenty-three. This will be a very familiar passage for many of you. And it says this, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life, in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So the passage again, Romans six twenty three. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our our Lord. Uh, our family is kind of funky. Like, and and if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you'll know that we're Gokies are a little weird, and we kind of dig being weird. We love being weird. And, uh, and so, you know, we lived in Rancho Cucamonga for about five years, four and a half years, five years, and really loved being there. But we lived in a you know, nicer area, nicer neighborhood. And 
Uh, and on trash day, Gokies are notorious for just kind of cruising and perusing the neighborhoods to see what people put out. Well, one day, um, one of the most glorious things you can ever see is on the front of somebody's garbage, whatever it is, it says free, and it's something that you really need. So for me, uh, something I really needed was a, a toolbox. And this toolbox that said free on it was like a craftsman. It was old. It had the sliding drawers, old school. But the guy probably upgraded to a really nice one, you know, like, you know, a Husky or, or something like that, you know, a snap-on. And he just like, let's get rid of this old one. Well, I'm stoked. So here, here's what, here's the situation. We're in this nice neighborhood. I don't know if these people don't know what to do with us. Um, but I start, this thing's on wheels, casters. So I, I grab the boys. I'm like, hey, you grab the black one. I'm going to grab the red one. And let's run this thing over to the house. So we actually look like we broke into someone's house. And we're running these toolboxes down the middle of suburban Rancho Cucamonga. And uh, I'm sure our neighbors are looking at it going, oh, my gosh, these guys, what are they doing here? What? <laughs> they do not belong here. Well, we, we got those toolboxes. I still, to this day, have that toolbox. I love it. I use it. I'm so grateful for it. And it was so cool. It was free. And as I started working through this passage, I reckon that word uh, was so impactful to me. Free gift of God. Free. Like, I didn't have to pay for the toolboxes, right? They're free. They actually literally had a sign on it said free. Like, take it. It's yours. Go after it. And uh, now I'm enjoying it. And the benefits of having this kind of free gift that somebody had. And uh, this is one of those passages, okay? This is one of those passages you probably know about or do know about if you've been a Christian for any period of time. You know, it... It often gets quoted generally, you know, at the end of a message or if you want to make a dramatic point, right? Like that's genuinely when you hear this passage. It's also a part of an evangelism strategy called the Romans Road. Maybe you've heard of that and that just took you to a flashback of when you were a kid, right? And it's called the Romans Road, which was kind of like a series of verses in Romans that helped people kind of see their sin and then embrace the gospel, but this passage uh, tends to be uh, a passage that we whiz through. We kind of move past it. You know, and this is what happens a lot of times in Scripture uh, with familiar passages. We, they become normal to us, so we kind of just whiz through them. You know, I have taught this passage, and I've used it in the ways that I've kind of described it above over, um, over the years of my life. But something happened last week. You know, last week when I was teaching these students um, and I was teaching this passage, it hit me in a new way. You know, and I love that. You know, I love the fact that, you know, when you know a verse, right, and it's deep in there and then you kind of go back to it, go back to it. All of a sudden, the Spirit of God, like, awakens something in you. I don't know if you've had this, but, like, you've read the same verse and you know the same verse. And all of a sudden, like, John three sixteen, like, blows your mind. And it, and the and it's like the Spirit of God helps you see a new dimension of it. You're like, whoa, that's what happened to me last week. As And here's the coolest thing. As I was teaching it to these students, like it was, it was going to a deeper truth that maybe I wasn't spending enough time in or I hadn't seen before. I had just kind of, it became normal. But for some reason, when I taught it this week, it hit me new. And here's, 
here's what you know here's what i tended to do while teaching this passage in the past right i kind of move quickly past the wages of sin part to get to the eternal light part right like the good stuff get to the good stuff right get, get past all that hard stuff and get to the good stuff and you know i i have found this pattern in my life over and over and over right i run past good friday to get to resurrection sunday right i don't I don't want to deal with my sin. I don't want to deal with that fact. It's kind of a bummer. It's a downer, right? And and so I would imagine that many of you probably do the same thing. Like it's like not a fun thing to talk about sin, not a fun thing to deal with it. And and I started getting me thinking like have you ever watched, you know, watched a movie uh, where there was like a character that you really really identified with and uh, you saw or were seeing in the movie that they were making or going to make an uncomfortable mistake, right? And you get kind of like this really weird feeling like you want to like fast forward the movie or like get through it. You're like, oh my gosh, like you can kind of feel it, right? Get past the awkward part and get to the part where it's all resolved. It's a happy resolve. Everything's fine. It all worked out. You know, see, it's not a bad thing. Everything is totally fine. And this is what we do, we often do, with the sin part of our lives. We don't want to sit in it, right? We don't want to sit in it. We don't want to deal with it. We don't, we don't want to see how it hurts the heart of the Father. We don't want to see how it really hurts other people. We don't really want to address the way it destroys things in our lives, in the lives of others. We skim past the disaster uh, and the disastrous way that it's affected our world, our country. Like, we just kind of move past it and go, like, get past all the bad stuff and get to the good stuff already. And that's kind of what I was struck with this last week, right? I, this last week, I, I sat in the wages of sin. And I taught the wages of sin in light of God, in light of a God of justice, and here's the thing. This blew my mind. Students thanked me. Students came up and thanked me for teaching about sin, about teaching about a God of justice. They thanked me for telling them the truth about sin. You know, and I think what it was is it gave them context, or at least some context, of what has just happened, which is the most dramatic thing they've gone through in the last 18 months, right? And that not only they, but what all that has gone around them, what they've gone through and everything that's gone around them, and maybe what you've gone through, what we've all gone through, right? And, and in many ways, I, I struggled with this, but I ended, I ended my night, um, And it was on night two, so it would have been the second night I taught, not giving the second part of the passage. Like maybe, like I really struggled through that because you want to get Pat, you want to get to the good part. You want to get to the part, but you know, you want to get to that conjunction, but I I didn't. I, I just left it and left it heavy. It was so hard. It's all I wanted to do was to give that second part of that passage, but I needed and they needed to sit into the depravity i had to sit in my depravity and and they needed to as well and so i i I wonder for you when was the last time you really just when you sat in the wages of your own sin and just sat there worked through that 
You know, if you're like me, it's been a long time. And I, I, I really, really think it's important. But here's what happened to my heart, and I believe the heart of the students, is that we felt, I mean, not like felt the good news, right? We wanted it, and we needed it, right? And I couldn't wait to tell them about the good news. I could not wait until I got to tell them, I got to share the gospel on night three, and I couldn't wait to share it with them. Because here we had just sat in like, 24 hours of the wages of sin it was like heavy i just wanted to like go that it's not the whole story but that we had to sit in it like feeling our sins doesn't create some chasm between us and god you know I, i think it helps us understand how beautiful the second part of the passage is which is but the free gift of god is eternal life in christ jesus our lord the wages of our sin the full weight of our depravity is what jesus came to redeem he was done with the separation he was done with the depravity he willed eternal life into our realities and so what is our response our response is worship our response should be to no longer live in our sinful past And to move forward into this internal life reality that he gave to us. You know, sin, sin is a big, big deal. And if it wasn't there, there would be no reason for salvation. You ever think about that? And so that's why it's so important to sit in the sin. To realize, because it makes the good news that even more beautiful more magnificent and that's what i experienced this week now i i know it's hard to face yourself but you need to do it and when you do it you will be able to see how beautiful jesus is and how great his love is how great the father's love is for us because the wages of our sin release the justice of God on Jesus and Jesus's love covers a multitude of sins how beautiful how good how glorious is he but I think if we always just move past the first part of that passage we never really get to experience how powerful the free gift that Jesus gave us really is and so that's my encouragement and challenge to you and the question associated with it is this how will you live different as a result of knowing the truth of this passage and sitting in it and dealing with it heavenly father thank you thank you for seeing us in our sin thank you that we don't just have to sit in our sin that we do have that conjunction but God gave us this free gift of eternal life. Thank you. Thank you. You are good. You are wonderful. You are beautiful. We're so grateful for your grace and your mercy that covers a multitude of sins. So, it's great to be back with all of you. So take a breath. Reflect. Believe that the God of the universe is near to you. You feel it. Near to you. In your own heart.